0: Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts, people that are interesting, opinionated, and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Malk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as TV and radio guy, podcaster, photographer, cyclist, mobro.co slash osher, hashtag the Bachelor forum curator at think underscore org, just eats plants.
1: Humans of Twitter is...
0: Yeah, Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words, in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's edition of the Humans of Twitter list, Osha Ginsburg. Hey,
1: Steve. How you doing, mate?
0: Uh, look, I'm doing very, very well, Osh. In social settings, how do you introduce yourself?
1: Uh, I would say, hi, I'm Osha Ginsburg. Oh, hi, I'm Osha, Nice to meet you. Or actually, I, I, this was taught to me by uh, a big fancy actor guy um, in America. He said, you always say good to see you. Because it works if you know them or not. <laughs> 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 so I say, hey, hey, I'm Osher. Good to see you. Um, because, like, you know, truth be told, I've been at this a little while, and I just, I just don't remember some people. Um, it's a bummer, but yeah.
0: You would have met a lot of people. A lot of people.
1: Yeah, that's okay. It's part of my job. It's, it's the thing that really. Uh, I get I get really uh, torn up about is when I can't remember people that I've worked with and that really mm-hmm. that really bugs me because my memory is not as great as I'd like it to be and I get I get really bummed about that when I can't remember people I work with
0: you have uh, a, a very excellent reputation within the industry of being someone who Uh, like it doesn't elevate themselves is is happy to talk to everybody knows everybody works, you know, you see the collegiate team effort involved. That's pretty rare, (laughs) particularly in television.
1: I might've dipped my toe in the other pool for a little while, Steve, but I figured out that this one was the right one to be in (laughs) fairly quickly. Um, But yeah, man, it's a team effort. I can't, I would always say to the lighting guys in the TV studios, I'm like guys without you, we're radio. So thank you. (laughs) You know, which we are you know, yeah. and um, and without the audio guys, we're, you know, we're doing Buster Keaton films um, and I can't make a show without the cameraman, I don't care, that's it and all these people are spending time away from their families, away from their friends, mm-hmm. away from the surfing or chess or whatever the hell they do when they're not there. So, yeah, mate, we're all there and the, the, I've heard it described as when you're hosting a live TV show is that you're the pilot of the airliner. All right, but the mm. airliner can't take off if a hundred people haven't done their jobs right. The airliner will fall apart in the sky, even if one person hasn't done the job right. Yeah, I just happen to be flying it, you know, for that little bit of time.
0: Do you miss TV when you're not doing it?
1: Oh, absolutely, I really do. Which is why I started a podcast so I could <laughs> at least, you know, do some talking through the week, because. Uh, yeah, I get, I get a bit itchy if I, don't, uh, if I don't do it often. I just, I really miss it. I really, really miss it. I've already done one podcast. This is the second podcast I'm doing today. Um, I love it. Uh, I've always loved broadcasting. I love where broadcasting is going. I love the future of broadcasting, what it's going to bring. Um, I love the uncertainty of what, you know, faster modem speeds are going to mean for our industry. Um, fascinated by it all. I'm excited to have a front row seat.
0: Well and truly front row. Yeah, it is. Uh, it has it has been delightful, quite honestly, to see you uh, front up with some of the best hair in the business, looking pretty darn <laughs> dapper. That did, uh, like I the... said,
1: team effort, mate. There's a, I've got a team of people that work on that. <laughs> yeah, you should see me. I was at a restaurant today with my girlfriend and some people at the table next to us. I've got like today, I just got up, I washed my hair clean. There's nothing in it. It doesn't look very good. And the girls at the table next to me are like. I'm just in a T-shirt and a pair of shorts and thongs, just total deck. So not the guy in the suit counting the roses, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what challenges you, Osh? Uh,
1: what challenges me is, um, I, I'm, and I only really knew this because my girlfriend pointed it out, um, what challenges me is uh, saying no to stuff. I tend mm. to want to say yes to many projects, Um, I'm still trying to figure out why, um, it's difficult for me to find, meet someone, see that they're doing something, see exactly how I could contribute and make their thing better and go, well, good luck with that and walk away. Um, yeah, I, I love working with people. I love, I get excited by new ideas. I get excited by, by making new things work. And helping new things get off the ground, and helping people—I'm I'm really into it. But I'm, I'm, this year, I've started to reach the event horizon of my actual ability and capability. <laughs> you know, I've started to figure out: oh, this is about how much I'm going to do before I start getting cold sores and psoriasis. Okay, I might have to pull back a bit. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> anyone, look, mate. Anyone that's anyone that's worked—you know—hard on mm. on a particular project with a particular deadline will know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a point where your body just goes, all right, all right, I'm going to have to put a stop to this because you're obviously not. Yeah. And, yeah, that's eventually what happens. Your body starts to fall to pieces and you have to just take, take a
0: moment. Do you find listening to your body a difficult discipline?
1: Um, I do. Um, thankfully, uh, a lot of this has gotten a lot better since I've had my girlfriend around because mm. her observation of me is very, very accurate. She's an incredibly intuitive woman and she's able to see before I can see that I'm struggling. Um, yeah. She's like, maybe look, you've been awake for 19 hours. You may want to, you know, I want to stop writing that, you know, because I'm work, I've got work in, I'm lucky, very grateful to have work in a few different time zones around the world. So there's always someone to talk to or write to or something to action or someone to talk, something, you know, something to move forward. Yeah. Um, so I've actually, thank you know, internet's amazing, and uh, uh, there's some inc- really excellent calendar and booking online booking uh, calendar apps that I'm using um, that limit how many bookings I can take make my make for myself in a week, mm-hmm. um, and I I actually like you know, block out calendar time from 7 p.m. I you know I don't do anything anymore from 7 p.m. That's it. That's it, I'm I'm out. I'm with my family, and um, there's a. I'm currently reading a, a book called Scrum. I can't remember the name of the who wrote it, but it's a, about a software development modality that yes. um, is fascinating. Really fascinating book. Um, they talk you know about sprints and they talk about um, you know team meetings and very much the Alan Mulally. Um, if you've ever read Alan Mulally's book um, American Icon, the how Alan Lolly Saved Ford. It's freaking oh, yeah. incredible. It's probably, I'm going to say it's the best management business book I've ever, ever come across. His story is extraordinary. Um, former um, systems engineer would design cockpits for Boeing. Wow. All right? So he's looking at management purely from a, um, you know, he's designing the cockpit. All right? He knows systems and he knows good design. And so he came and he saw how the system, the management system was Ford was running is like, this is ridiculous. Completely re- rewired the whole thing, and Ford was the only one of the big three that didn't take government money during the GFC because of him. Gosh. Because of him, it's an incredible, incredible uh, thing. And um, so, anyway, so this Scrum book that I'm reading, uh, there's a whole chapter devoted to it. It's like if you if you work more, you actually um, end up doing more. Uh, because you work poorer the longer you work, you make mm. bad decisions. You get cranky on phone calls. You write angry emails, or you make bad decisions about emails. Your spelling goes wrong. You're not having to reread the same article five times. You have to rewrite the same paragraph six times because you're too tired. Um, and I've I've been really putting that in in the last few days, uh, trying to you know trying to put that in in place, and it's actually been really interesting. It's been working quite well.
0: There's a lot of demand for you. That's
1: nice. It wasn't for a while there, so I'll take it.
0: (laughs) Given that you're someone who is, uh, you know, it sounds like you're a bit of a people pleaser, you're very keen to be involved, it's certainly high energy. Uh, When you're on, you are on. How did you manage those times when, you know, maybe the door wasn't getting knocked on as much as it is now?
1: Um, I think for me the podcast was a very big key for that Mm -hmm. because it gave me something to focus on um also i uh was very much able to use that time to i mean i just don't get me wrong i worked my way out of that i Hmm. created the thing that got me the thing that got me the bachelor job um so i i kind of you know it's not that i didn't work hard or didn't stop working every day i just worked it my own stuff rather than work for other people. I just started creating things and creating shows and pitching shows and making formats. Um, And it was – that's kind of the longer story of how I managed to get um, onto The Bachelor, which is this this extraordinary second chance um, that I just – I'm still grateful for every day.
0: Where do you find your peace?
1: Mate, I'm looking out of the Pacific Ocean right now. It's pretty good.
0: <laughs> I hear that.
1: Um, my, uh, I find my. To be honest, I find my peace with my family. Um. Uh, it's just so lovely being with them, and um, um I've on my bicycle. To be honest, mm-hmm. I find my peace on my bicycle. Yeah. Um, something to be said for. I have a fairly busy brain, and so sitting still is quite difficult for me. And there is something quite meditative in the uh, regular cadence and breathing um, and focus required for riding a bicycle that I uh, I really enjoy. And so a few hours out on the road is something that uh, brings me a lot of a lot of calm.
0: You you put in some big K's on your bike too.
1: Well, you know, there's a lot going on in my head, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a hell of a way to process it, Asher. Uh,
1: it's true. It's true, you know, you got to, you know, I, this is what I was born with. This is what I got given. This is how I deal with it. And that's okay. If that's what I have to do to get through, um, you know, to, to, to deal with the, the noise, then that's what I have to do. And that's fine with me.
0: What's the last conundrum or challenge that you solved on a bike ride?
1: Oh, mate, every single time. It used to be when I went, I used to run every day, but Mm then I I tore a labrum in my left hip, um, which I don't recommend. Uh, Sounds painful. Yeah, I'm still, well, I'm still, um, the bicycling and all that sort of stuff is I'm trying to build up that hip into a new version of itself in a musculature way Um, so I can avoid surgery, but I'm I'm kind of, the next year is kind of working around that. Um, So anyway, running or cycling. You go out on the road with a problem, you come back with a solution. It's really that simple. It's that simple because you've already got all the information. You've already got all the information in mm. your head. In fact, I would recommend, there's actually a fantastic book called The Technique for Producing Ideas. It's 48 pages long. Um, it was written Gosh. in the 30s or 20s mm. by one of the guys who was around at the time of um, uh, Ogilvy and those kind of cats. Like oh, yeah, yeah. like real like early admin kind of things. And like I said, it's only 48 pages long. It's an absolute classic. And the general rule, the general vibe is fill your brain full of absolutely everything you possibly could possibly need to solve this problem. Um, and then go do something else. Don't force it. And then your brain will do all the work and it'll pop in and it works every time.
0: It sure does. Like you speaking that out is, is I'm, I'm processing, how I problem solve and, and do those. And that's exactly it. Yeah. It's just take the moment to breathe and think about it. something will be in another moment and it, it'll it just smack you in the face.
1: Yeah. Great. It's, it's a, it's a killer and yeah, it works. Uh, it works pretty much every time you, you come up with an interesting solution, a, a, a paradigm shift. You'll, you'll, you'll experience an insight. There's a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things available and
0: burn calories it's great <laughs> it it a double benefit yeah how do you describe your experience of family
1: um, well, I've kind of come into this fantastic situation where i you know I have a girlfriend and and her daughter and we all live together, and it's really beautiful and i really i I love it I absolutely love it i all I want to do is is, is be around for these guys and and um, and help these beautiful people have the best life they can have that's uh, it's wonderful to be of service to these two it's great um, I'm really grateful for that chance um, and the same with my uh, my brothers and my parents I guess um, the the thing there with my brothers and my, my parents particularly my brothers is that we have that a common history that absolutely no one else can possibly share with us. And uh, that's very handy. That's very handy that you know that at least, at least three other people on the planet kind of get it, and that's nice.
0: Do you find it a challenge for you sometimes? Uh, I mean, relationships can be a challenge, is no question, but a, a challenge for you that it's not just you and another person, that there is a daughter in the mix.
1: Oh, it's excellent, mate. It's brilliant. Um, I couldn't be m- more grateful or happy to um, have this person in my life. She's taught me so much. She's absolutely wonderful. She's the sweetest. She's super funny. Um, she's a dancer. She's great. I love her to bits. Um, so great. And because uh, that's the thing they don't really tell you is they don't tell you that mm. you fall in love with a kid as well. And that happened. And, yeah, she's a, she's an absolute dream. And, yeah. Um, you know, one moment she was my girlfriend's kid and the next moment it was like, oh, my God, I have to protect you and I have to provide for you and I have to keep you safe. Like, over, like that, it kicked in. Yeah. It was great.
0: So what has been uh, a, a key learning for you in, in coming into that role as, you know, protector? Oh, yeah. that I
1: know nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, I, that I know Nothing. I know nothing and um, I'm still very new at it and I'll make a lot of mistakes and all I can do is do my best and just try and be there as much as I can. And that's it. Just be kind, be smarter, be s- stronger, be bigger, even when it's tough. Mm. Just be there. That's it.
0: Yeah. Where is the line between public and private for you?
1: Um. That's I come. I've I've thought about this a bit. There's there's things that I'm happy to share, and I'll I'll generally share a certain percentage of just about everything.
0: Mm.
1: There's some things. There's some things I won't share. Um, but yeah, I think it's you know uh, I owe a lot to the decision to be a lot more authentic um, than I had been before I owe a lot to the, the conscious choice of just going well this is I'm not having a good day and here's why um, and I owe a lot to to that and I feel that you know talking about that stuff and being authentic and talking about how things are making you feel is it's, it is that thing that brings us together. And ultimately, that's that's all I want to do, Steve, is just mm. help people understand that we are all in this. We're all on this one ball spinning through space together. There is no over there or over here. It's just we're all here and that's it. And the sooner that we can connect with each other or feel connected with each other um, or feel like people changing, their, it's tragic, people or but. You know, it, it allows people to have that connection when people change their Twitter or Facebook icon to the France, French flag colours. You know, they're experiencing a feeling of, oh, no, I feel connected with these people that I've never met on the other side of this ball of, of uh, you know, water and earth. Um, and ultimately, I think that's the thing that will save us all is realising that we are actually all just, we're all on this thing together and the mm-hmm. sooner we figure it out, the the better chance we'll have of staying on this thing together. <laughs> that's it.
0: Mm.
1: That's and that's and that's why I like to count the roses.
0: <laughs> if only you could count more roses for more people, Osh.
1: Oh, that's yeah. I'm figuring that part out, mate. Figuring that part out.
0: There is a question that I ask people often uh, in in this podcast that I, I hope you take in the right way and and don't just give me the glib answer. It will be very easy. What reality TV show would you love to star in?
1: Oh, to star in? Mm. Oh, that's a goodie. Um. I would probably say uh, Survivor, so I could show up on James Matheson's favorite TV show. Yeah, <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah. yeah. I would love and that. It's he would such lose, a he great would lose format. His mind. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He'd lose his mind.
0: It really is such an incredible look at a group dynamic under pressure uh, and having to think on your feet, isn't it?
1: Uh, look, it's, um, it's gone twenty years or something, or fifteen years. 22 seasons or something. It's an incredible franchise. Um, mm. It's a powerhouse of a show. And, you know, to, to come up with that format and keep that format alive over the years, and that's, that's a real, that's a rarity in this business.
0: If Probst was to step away from that hosting role, and I'm sure at some time he will, and someone came knocking, Hey, Osh. We've seen your tapes. We love what you do with the Bachelor. Do you want to strap on the car keys? Would you do it?
1: Oh, if I could work it in with uh, the, the Bachelor uh, shooting schedule, absolutely.
0: If you had to make the decision, oh, because pretty demanding,
1: oh, that's a toughie. I don't know. If uh, CBS can give me a, you know, a five-year deal, <laughs> you know, you'd probably you'd probably say yes to it. <laughs>
0: Be hard to not, hey.
1: Be hard not to. I'm pretty sure everyone would understand. I'd be like, hey, Beverly, um, look, I know that <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it could be really good.
0: We all knew this wasn't going to last forever.
1: <laughs> no, no, don't it's say not that.
0: you, it's me. I'm
1: riding this into the sunset, Steve. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great.
0: In line with that, though, what's the hardest truth you've had to deliver?
1: The hardest truth I've had to deliver? I think in more Mm. recent times it was uh, um, on the series, the third series of The Bachelor when um, Heather was leaving us. That was a Mm. very difficult night. That was a very difficult night. She was... Yeah, she was definitely heartbroken and it mm. was ve- it was very very tough on the night the edit that you saw was it all happened very quickly but on the night it, it actually went for quite a while um she was just somewhere else and i really had to she was standing there but i had to call her back into the room uh, wow. yeah it was very very tough because it's hard look it's hard not just it's hard to stand in front of someone who's just had their heart broken and mm. not feel empathy all right it's very yes. it's very tough
0: You'd have to be pretty cold to to be someone that couldn't you know that didn't feel what was going on in the moment wouldn't you uh,
1: I don't know if you'd be very good at the job if you were that kind of person yes. to be honest
0: i I was absolutely firmly uh on team Heather yes. <laughs> this this season she was it was such a delight and was and you would have seen it. Um, Osha, the, all of the conjecture that went around, oh, she's a plant, blah, oh, blah, 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 all of that sort of rubbish. Please. It was just wonderful to see her be so loose, so frank, uh, and in part so off message to what people may be normally expected from a Bachelor contestant.
1: Uh, I'm really, really stoked for the, uh, the the people that cast the show. That mm. they found such fantastic personalities this year. Um, yeah, any any show is made or broken on its casting. It really
0: is. Particularly uh, a relationship show. Yeah, it's great.
1: Oh, any show, mate, any show. You know, if you if you cast Seinfeld that got Kramer wrong, show would mm. be over. You know, um, crikey, if you cast. Uh, Breaking Bad and you got Walt's wife wrong
0: wouldn't, you
1: know, wouldn't work. You've got to, the whole cast has to be right. All the energy and the dynamics has to work.
0: And yet we can recast Pippa three times on Home and Away and it still manages to live.
1: That's fine, mate. Someone's, you know, that storyline's just got to keep going, man. It's got to keep going. It's like the time, it's like the second um, uh, Peggy Bundy, not Peggy Bundy, um, Oh, after what's-her-face left?
0: Darlene yeah. on Roseanne.
1: No, no, no. There was a Darlene. There was a second Darlene, and there was also a second... Um, uh, what was Al Bundy's daughter's name? Um, Kelly. There was two of them. Really? Yeah, I Bundy. only remember Christine Applegate.
0: Applegate. Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The one after remember. her. Yeah. It didn't last very long.
0: <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. What makes you smile, Osh?
1: What makes me smile? Mm. Um, What makes me smile is um, uh, dancing around the living room with a kid. It's the best. She teaches me choreography and it's awesome.
0: (laughs) How coordinated are you?
1: I'm actually better than you think.
0: Yeah? Yep. You cut a rug?
1: Mm, Not exactly. Not exactly, but I can learn some steps. I can follow quite well.
0: Do you have any Christmas traditions that you hold dear or, or something that for you says, hey, now now it is Christmas?
1: Um, besides riding a BMX and a pack of about 40 kids through the back streets of Chapel Hill, uh, yes. I would say uh, my family is, uh, we're Euros. Uh, mm. I'm an immigrant in case anybody was interested. Um, <laughs> but I'm white, so no one really cares. Um, mm. uh, we celebrate on Christmas Eve. So yeah, um, I've always, you know, really loved, really loved Christmas Eve with my family. It was great, yeah, it was really great. I, I, in recent years, I've been doing a Christmas Day either either ten k or a, a Christmas ten k run, mm. or a Christmas Day bicycle ride. Where, um, I think
0: great day for yeah, it. Yeah, I
1: think I rode I rode fifty k last Christmas Day. It was good. Yeah, it was a good day. And then we played cricket in the baseball pitch across the street. Excellent, yeah, in Venice, it was good.
0: That's a hell of a Christmas.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was really fun teaching Americans how to play cricket. It was good.
0: You stand here and then you tap the bat on the ground. What?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Touch your left pad. Touch your touch your left pad. Touch your right pad. Adjust your box. Left <laughs> yes. pad, right pad, box. Left pad, right pad box.
0: That's right. Step away from the crease and just kind of saunt, jaunt, uh, saunter back in when you're ready for it. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: What are you going to achieve in the next 12 months?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I would say that I uh, – <coughs> there's a few things I'd like to achieve. I'd like to achieve uh, – another season of Bachelor and Bachelorette, I'd like to do a good enough job on that, that we get picked up again. Mm -hmm. I'd like uh, to make the people who ask me to come and be on radio very happy with their decision. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd like to uh, really, uh, really change people's perceptions of the possibility and opportunity and podcasting. Yeah. That's uh, that's what I want to do the next twelve months.
0: All completely achievable. That's all work all work
1: stuff, all the personal stuff is well, I'll tell you another time.
0: (laughs) Well, we will indeed have that conversation. Osha, thank you so much. Hey, my pleasure, Steve. Thanks for having me. For sharing what you have. It is uh, it's very important and you are highly valued. Thank you so much for, for your sharing today.
1: Grateful for your time. Thanks so much, Steve.
0: It's all right, mate. Very clearly you are on Twitter. Are there any other social accounts you want to admit to?
1: Uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, which is the same. It's my name but with an underscore in it. I'm on Facebook and I think that's it. Yeah, just those three. That's about it. But the Facebook's really just a repost of my Instagram. (laughs) Yes. Which is weird, but people still follow me there and that's fine. Um, But, yeah, I think people follow me there because they can write to me there. Yeah, it's good.
0: This has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at Ginsburg is indeed human. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great tag. Great tag.
0: Firstly, though, congratulations on uh, on the new gig. That's very awesome.
1: I, uh, I am thrilled, Steve. I'm ab- yeah, I can imagine. Absolutely thrilled. I... Started my career at B105, as it was called mm. then, same signal 105.3 for triple B for those uh, <laughs> broadcast licensed nerds. And uh, I started there in September 94. And um, so to come back uh, in the breakfast shift is just amazing. And um, we announced this yesterday. Okay. So but we're recording this the day after we announced it. And uh, we had an all staff meeting and then they, they spread the news around the network and then the press release went out about half an hour later. And right after the all staff meeting when they said, and here he is, and I walked out and everyone was very happy, we said a few words, and I walked off stage and um, Jamie Dunn was there. Now, for folks listening outside of Brisbane, Jamie Dunn was the god of breakfast radio. He was like Kyle Sanderland's level of notoriety in Brisbane. And was for years, 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 years. And when I did the overnight shift, I would start at 1 o'clock, midnight sometimes, go till 6 in the morning. Jamie would come in to do the breakfast show, 4 a.m. He would always beat Ian skipping in. And he would sit down and strum a guitar and, you know, tell me about, yeah, i just got to keep working, mate. You know, just, you know, <laughs> drop, drop wisdom on me. And um, so he was there and he gave me the most wonderfully warm hug all right. This is the guy who was the god of radio who ran that breakfast shift. Um, it was called, named after him. He gave me the biggest hug and – oh, can I swear on this, Steve? Yeah, if you uh, feel He gave me the biggest so. hug then grabbed me by the shoulders, looked me in the eye and says, it took you fucking long enough but you finally got my job. Well done. <laughs> it was amazing. It was an amazing moment, mate. It was an amazing moment.
0: I can imagine, dude. That's, it's very cool. The picture that you, you put up looks – it's so good.
1: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't be – like the fact that he was there was just – oh, man, you know, it was incredible. And then yeah. Skippin uh, got in touch with me on Facebook. He reached out. It was really nice.
0: That's lovely, man. So are you going to do that down the line or are you doing that – You obviously you'll need to be in Brisbane for at least some of the year. I'm going to be
1: in Brisbane as absolutely as much as I can. I mean, my family's all there. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm going to do – be like the FIFO of radio. Oh. pretty much
0: that can be brutal man
1: yeah that's okay you know i'm not here for a haircut
0: <laughs> no you'll get plenty of them in sydney yeah.
1: <laughs> no we've worked everybody's working very hard together um both um uh tan and sca are working very hard together to, to make it work and i couldn't be more grateful to those guys for being so open to even the idea of it happening. And they've been nothing but supportive the whole way through putting this all together. So I'm really lucky.